Blog Talk Radio. And that was based on her first book, 
In the Key of Life, an Activational Journey to the Soul. And I really want to call the audience's attention to the guests that are coming on this program and how we are navigating a course of combining research and logic with the heart, science with spirituality. Because I think, you know, a movie that comes to to mind for me is Contact and how we are pursuing truth. Now, how we perceive truth can vary, but however you choose to study the world, if you are honest about what you are observing, you are going to discover that spirituality and science come together because what are we talking about? Reality. Joan's website is hardwiredtoheaven.com, and I invite you to visit there after the show or whenever it's convenient. And I am just so happy to bring Joan Sirio back on the line. Hello, Joan. How are you today? I'm doing great today, I think. Thank you for having me on again, Susan. (laughs) I love that. I think, you know, that's just so beautifully. um, Doesn't that just go with our topic today? I I, I think I posted Mm -hmm. somewhere, this one's going to be a good one because, you know, I'll be really honest, I'm feeling you know, a bit raw in a way and, and real, uh-huh. exactly where I want to be. And um, I think we, we all are right now with, with so many things going on, um, per, you know, in our lives and in the world. So, so Joan, how, how do we begin as we, you talk about as without, so within, which are your words. And I'd like you to, well, why don't we begin reflecting on that? Okay, well, let's look at the without then, I guess, and then we'll go within. How's that? So That sounds um, good to me. <laughs> well, it depends on how far out you want to go. Well, let's start far out. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds even better. <laughs> been far out lately. <laughs> yes, Because uh, yes. our last show, we talked about Wavex, and, um, and I don't know if it exists, but, you know, I talked about five reasons why it got my attention because we are, there is scientific evidence to say that we are being bombarded by galactic charged particles from the galactic center. And I think what's happening now, and boy, could I feel it on Monday, and I'd love to, whoever's listening, if you can just, you know, uh-huh. you know message in, tweet in, whatever, and, and let me know what you felt. But, um I think what's happened is we graduated from the sun activation because the sun is, is going into a solar minimum right now. And even though about a week, week and a half ago or so, there was a huge CME, but it wasn't Earth-directed, thankfully, because if it were, yes. we would have wiped out the grid. That would have wiped out the grid. Not but good. it's really yes. a solar minimum right now. And so there's no interference now from all these galactic particles coming at us. So now we're in the, you know, I guess this is PhD, but I never like this because there's probably another level above this too as things keep going. It's never never ending. But now we've graduated into the galactic particle stage and we're getting bombarded from that light and from those ions and from that information. And so we're being amped up even more. And I certainly could feel it earlier in the week. Yeah, um, I think many of us have felt, you know, I, I, I always think of the analogy from, um, in fact, I, I mentioned this to a friend, 
in the last few days. You know how in Star Wars, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, says there's been a disruption in the Force, or, you know, there's just sort of this, <laughs> I, I'm probably misquoting it, you know, I shouldn't, I was such a Star Wars fan in my youth, I mean, the original Star Wars, and, and but it's it's that kind of a thing. I think that, that we're all feeling something, mm-hmm. however we choose mm-hmm. to, to label it there's just this energy and and actually let's focus on that there may be you know right off the bat there could be people out there who are skeptical say oh what what is this you know what are we talking about here these but let's talk a little bit about because i know we get all kinds of listeners here um we've already popped onto the front page welcome those of you who are joining us who maybe haven't heard this show before we are very expansive in our explorations but we have a scientific background too and that's expansive spiritual and science um what i want to talk about then is energy you know so often we we ignore that you know what is what what mm-hmm. how are mm-hmm. we impacted energetically and who are we really Jim? Yeah, well, we're energetic beings, you know, and yep. I write about the heart. And if you read Hardwired to Heaven, there's a lot of science in there. And I do talk about the heart's electromagnetic field. And, you know, for those of us who've been, you know, in the spiritual community, most of us know already that the heart's electromagnetic field is much stronger and bigger than the brain. It's the largest one of the body. Yeah. So that's what's receiving the information first. You know, uh, I like to yeah. say that, you know, yeah, well, consciousness is not just in the brain. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, yeah, but, you know, but it's really everywhere. But the information comes into the heart first. And that's where we're getting amped up first. And why is it through the heart? Why is the heart so special? You know, why, you know, the pictures uh, of Jesus pointing to his sacred heart. Why the mystics always talking about the heart? Why is this? It's all about waking up the heart. Because I think, uh, and I'm starting to write about this now, uh, that that is our portal to, and I, however you want to look at it, because you say we have a broad audience here, to divine energy, to mm-hmm. to, to God, to mm-hmm. uh, the cosmic consciousness, to love. Mm-hmm. to love. And that's what I've started to write about. And what yeah. is love? And really looking yeah. at it from a scientific and a spiritual, again, perspective in a way that perhaps, uh, I don't know, I haven't done the research with us yet, but maybe, you know, we haven't looked at before. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. really dissecting it, you know, in looking at this. But that's, you know, what do we equate Love within the body. Well, the heart. And why is that? Yeah. Well, there's a whole chapter in Hardwired to Heaven about logging into the heart of creation and what love is. And it just briefly, briefly touches on it. But, it, you know, it's this force that comes through us. You're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, and, and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. that you know, may the force be with you. And this is the force. And this is the beneficent uh, you know, all, all those adjectives that we we uh, uh, attribute to God, we can attribute to this force to love because, you know, a lot of us in certain religions, religions or spirituality uh, believe that God is love. You know, they're kind of interchangeable. So yes. your heart is that gateway. It comes yes. through, literally comes through your heart. Yes. And once we develop 
or realize the technology and awaken to a certain level, because as I say in the book, you've got to get to a particular frequency to vibrate and to entrain to the particles of creation. And then you do it right immediately through your heart. And once we get to that point, then, you know, the world is literally our oyster. We've tapped into it. But not only can we just create, but we create through the heart, which means we create through love in a way that we haven't done in a long time. You know, if in Atlantis Mm -hmm. we had uh, attained a higher consciousness at that time and, you know, in, in other past civilizations, perhaps we did, but we lost it. And now is our time to regain this. And probably in a way that uh, with today's technology and the mass information, uh, ways that we can communicate now, in a way that's never been done before. Yes. And that's what's exciting. Yes, very much so. In fact, I think something that that I'd like to reflect upon in response to what you just said is sometimes I think people can say, you know, how is this really relevant? You know, this is abstract, this is out there, you know. And the truth of the matter is it's so very relevant. It's the core of everything. It's the core essence, so to to speak. (laughs) Because if we can, as human beings, each of us work with being in that heart space, which is that space of love, which is that space of compassion, consciously, because, of course, we can't really be separate from it, um, but consciously, more and more, what is it that we create? I mean, that's we're not only creating um, our own lives in a more fulfilling and powerful way, but the the world itself and the society around us, and it radiates outwards from our families exactly. to our communities to our city. You know, it just radiates to the whole world and even beyond. And that's mm-hmm. not fringe either. I mean, I I think today I'm feeling a little bit like I really want to bring this notion of out there being really right in front of us. You know, talking honestly uh-huh. about uh-huh. the multiverse, for example is not fringe, it's not out there, it's what is and and um you know, and just how who we are and how, you know, the the heart of God is omnipresent. I mean, however you want to refer to that, and within us and we're as us. I mean, and it's impossible for it to be any other way in the omnipresence of the divine. Mhm. Yes. Now however you want to look at it you know, from the Bible saying you were made in the image and likeness of God to, um, and of course in miracles, there's the phrase, in your heart, the heart of God is laid. Yeah. You know, Um, whether it's channeled, whether it was written from the Bible, I'm sure there's other traditions that have similar phrases. You know, it's all the same. It's all pointing to the same thing. And what science is doing is showing us that it's not woo-woo and it's not out there, yes. you know. I mean, we're yes. talking about the, you know, within and without, but really, you know, that hermetic axiom is, it has to be because there is no out or within, there's just one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then when we come into the heart space, we realize that. Okay. And yeah. um, so so science helps us to, um, with 
with the consciousness that we have um, to grasp this in a way that makes it concrete. Like, oh, okay, this really must be so. Because right now it's hard. You know, the time lapse, you know, I said in my first book, (laughs) In the Key of Life, you know, we, we don't realize how we're creating already because the, the time lapse between when we set an intention to when it manifests is so, has been, let's put it that way, has been so long that we couldn't correlate the two. But that's mm-hmm. changing. And yeah. that's going to change dramatically. You know, even the Native Americans, the Hopi, said, say this about this fifth yeah. world that we're entering. Yes, very much it's so. It's going to manifest instantaneously, your thoughts you know, through your heart, hopefully, because if it's not, we're not going to make it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I trust heart, that we will. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I have to trust that we're we're supported. I mean, that that's kind of how how I tend to feel. But, you know, something something you said I, I also want to respond to is that I think one of the reasons, Joan, that that science is really approaching some of these questions, like through quantum physics and things, and why, you know, why do some of us need science? And that's really what it comes down to, is that I think there are always going to be spiritual people who are just, you know, very focused on, on that aspect. And yet, for many of us, I mean, I know I love it when there's a confirmation. I mean, I'm known when I'm doing my own research and I see something, it's like, yes, you know, because uh-huh. we're, we're uh-huh. attempting to help people come on board in a way. I mean, whatever it takes to to help to understand the nature of our world. And while we're doing that, we're helping ourselves at the same time. You know, we all have those doubts sometimes. And, and the more confirmation that the multiverse brings to us through science and synchronicity and other things that are statistically impossible, which often happen that I see, um, you know, the, the better, because it just makes us even more solid on our heart-based paths. Yes, and it's it's really important to realize that Science and spirituality, even though we've looked at them as separate, have never yeah. been separate. Right. Never Very been Very much so. And even, you know, you know, there's so much attention on the Catholic Church and the Pope recently when the Pope came to the U.S. I mean, even the Catholic Church has their own scientists. Yes. And astronomers mm-hmm. and all. You know, they realize, and I think more than they probably share with the, with the general public, how important all of this is. Yes. Um, and, you, know, you know, the whole yes. thing is this, I think, you know, that, that runs this whole thing is that curiosity and that wanting to know and, you know, and, and I think about Einstein and saying, you know, he, wants, he wanted to know the mind of God. Yes. You know, and that was, that, that was his quest. That's what kept him going. And he said, you know, the, you know, I don't know the, the exact words, but the most marvelous thing about the universe is that it's knowable. Yes. You know, yes. and at some point, perhaps, but you know, the most marvelous thing at the same time is there's always something more. Yes. There's you know, always something, something more. Yes, something I feel um, that is on the hearts of of many people who. Um, you know, getting into the mind or even the heart 
of a skeptic because there can be real heart here. I've talked to agnostics. I personally have never been an agnostic person. I always knew there was something, but there is something that I think is very relevant to today's topic is often, now, you know, the reason science and spirituality come together, as you say, is because, you know, we're in the pursuit of understanding reality. However, there can be some real challenge, no matter where you are on the spectrum of spirituality or skepticism or whatever, of reconciling what happens in the world, which can be quite harsh, um, Mm -hmm. with the notion of an intelligent multiverse, with a God, with a you know, whatever you want uh-huh, to call it, uh-huh. with with a creator, with a creative force, because it seems, and this is what people would say, that that couldn't possibly be benign, because look at what's happening right. here. Why doesn't it intervene? You know, why is that happening, and why is that ha- And so there's a, there's a tendency to say, I just can't believe that there could be some intelligent source at the center, and how could it be love? I mean, you know, there really can be. And then if you come from a conservative religious background, well, then you're really, because I I came from that too, you know, you can be really conflicted because you're taught such contradictory things about fear versus love, and they don't reconcile. And and so, okay, that's a really complex question, but it has everything to do with navigating through the the, the, it can seem chaotic at times. The chaos, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a beautiful quote in the book. Um, uh-huh. From nothing comes everything. From chaos comes creation. Creation comes destruction. From nothing comes everything. Mm. So that's like a fundamental, for me, that's like a fundamental principle of how energy works, how the universe works here. And when you understand that, then, you know, we forget at times, but if you really understand that and then you stop and you say, oh, we're in the, we're in the chaotic phase, so creation's coming after this. You know, it's yeah. just like the changing of the seasons. Everything goes through cycles. And these are the cycles, this is the cycle of creation and destruction. Yeah. You know, and um, there's, there's, you know, look at the yin yang symbol. You know, there's the dark within the light. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, that there just will not be a balance. You know, we talk yeah. about the end of polarity, and I and I I have to say that polarity has to be different than than um, opposites, because without opposites, nothing happens. Not not in this universe. Not unless things yeah. change. Right now, I don't. You know. So you have to have those two in order for things to change, to grow, to, to break down, and new growth to come. You know, fall is a great time to use analogies, you know. What happens? The leaves fall, okay? They, they gave life to the tree. They die. They fall. They're going to give life back to the tree and everything else as they decompose. And then again, they're going to come back again in the spring. So it's this cycle of creation and destruction that we see in nature that that happens all the time, and you know, all we're we're looking at it through a very myopic lens. Okay, yeah. you know, if we could back up and really see it from the larger picture, then we would know there's a greater purpose going on. But we don't always do that. Yeah. 
You know, I think that sometimes we lose sight, and this is something very related to this notion of of the heart, is this notion of courage with that core at the at the center, is, um, you know, coming to a place like Earth, and I say this very consciously because I believe that we uh-huh. incarnate by choice on this planet, is a courageous thing. Creation itself is courageous. Growth is courageous, which means, you know, there's resistance. There's something mm-hmm. we're growing through. And I think that if I felt that everything, you know, how I might have been raised, everything is done to us, you know, coming from outside, this, you know, the victim wow. consciousness, wow. you are sent to hell or you're sent to heaven or whatever, you know, even though there's some aspect of choice they describe, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still things being done to you versus, um, you know, having the courage to live and to create and to experience growth in ways that you may not expect that may not always be easy, but you're not Mm going to grow Mm -hmm. if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. go through that. That to me is creation. That's real creation. Yes. And, and courage is through the heart because you need that to follow your heart. But when you do, that's when you grow the most. Yeah. 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 And and we're being called at this time to be courageous. No doubt. Very much so. I mean, you know, we're looking I think I just saw there was another another hurricane that's that's wandering around out there. I don't know where it's going this one, but you know, there you know, one of the things that that um we can think about and I am no stranger to this is, you know, the weather doing unusual things and and i personally have been exposed to all kinds of things i used to live in kansas for heaven's sake i mean um, and and i've seen you know giant hail in colorado and actually tornadoes there and more so even than kansas in a way so the thing is is you know these hurricanes these tornadoes these extreme you know here comes winter you know look what winter was like last year um you know we don't want to be in a space of fear but how how do we integrate all of this and how, you know, this world is changing. It's showing evidence of, of change in the climate. Yes, yeah. I know I was going to say earlier, you're, you're saying that, you know, there could be skeptics and all and there isn't, yeah. you know. So this is all, you know, come on, you just blow and smoke, whatever. But, you know, you can't <laughs> you know, deny. Might as well acknowledge it. You know that there's somebody thinking that out there, and that's fine. Yeah, That's yeah, why we're having a conversation. Right? Like you said earlier, I've had days like, oh, come on, Joan, really? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, oh, stuff. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had many days, a day. like, you know, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, don't look, just look, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> just look, you know, so, I mean, really, you're talking about another hurricane, I don't know, I saw this, it was uh, David Yarrow on his Facebook page, but, and then I looked it up online, and there's this, Pacific super cyclone that's forming. Oh, and great! Strong, yeah, a strong. Ver- no, this isn't heading towards you. At least not now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes we get windstorms this no, time no, of year. Agrees. Yes. But you know, he was saying there's this strong vertical organization of over 11 miles up. Oh my! I've never seen this type of. I mean, and if you look at the eye of the storm, it's uh-huh. incredible. And it's heading towards the Philippines and China. Oh, so I see. I, I don't know, but these super storms, 
you know, yeah. that we just haven't seen. And this, you know, look at South Carolina, of course, South Carolina. I mean, I really, <laughs> I, I really prayed on that, <laughs> that we didn't get Joaquin, you know. Well, I know you're out that way, yes. <laughs> it would have it just devastated the East Coast. I mean, if they yeah. got it, that was it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they got enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, they surely did. Historic, yes. you know, and we had gotten where I am um, three inches of rain in you know less than twenty four hours, which we can handle here. But if we gotten the hurricane, no, <laughs> you know, if we've gotten up to you know six to ten inches on top of that, no, you know, definitely not. So yeah, um, yeah I mean. You, you can't deny these things that are happening. And there was an 8.3. That was a huge earthquake in Chile last yes. month. Yes. And, yes. and, you know, um, I, I live right in the Pacific Northwest, which um, yeah, they yeah. they say is over overdue. overdue. And actually that yeah. one even <laughs> drove home the whole tsunami risk because all of our coast for a while, right after that happened, I saw, you know, that much of the coast, it ended up being mostly California, but was under risk. For that, and I think everyone's much more aware of of tsunamis now. Obviously, after mm-hmm. what's happened in mm-hmm. in recent years, um, and so you know, there's so many things we could be afraid of. You know, as we're talking about these things, um, you know, if you can't find that center, um, we could. I could sit and be afraid of many things, and right. and so right. how do we how do we navigate this, Joan? You know, all this is happening. How do we mm-hmm. stay mm-hmm. out of a space of fear? How do we, how do we stay centered? You know, sometimes we're going to be afraid for sure. But, but what would you say we need to do to, to help stay centered in the midst of, of these unusual things? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, to realize that you know, we're going through a cycle, and this is yeah. going to happen. And yeah. you know, uh, and maybe even some of us might be into uh, become numb to this. You know, as you keep hearing all this, and you just kind of become yeah. numb, which isn't really good. You know, because you really do have to pay attention, but you don't want to be in that fear mode either. Um, yeah, but exactly. I do have on on my websites on Hardwired Heaven and also on JoanSerio dot com uh, mm-hmm. for free. Uh, tools to maintain balance in a chaotic world. And you can download those on my joanserio.com on the home page uh, when you sign up for my uh, newsletter. You can download those right there. Uh, but on Hardware to Heaven, if you near where you, you sign up for the newsletter, there is a link that will say, you know, here's some free information or you can go to the free info page. And you can download yeah. it there too. So, so yeah. there's some tools there, and I'll, I'll go over some other Excellent. things that we can do too. And um, you know, the other resource that I really love to use a lot, you know, of course, is HeartMath. <laughs> this is all about the heart. Oh yes, it's about the heart. Yeah. So um, you can do that um, coherent breathing, where you breathe in and out from your heart, mm-hmm. and you know, you're feeling appreciation as you do this. Yeah. So then you do this very rhythmically, and, and that can calm you down. Um, always to go out in nature. Oh, definitely. Your, I swear you know, by that. The best, yeah, the best yeah. 
um, to help ground yourself. You know, if you're limber enough and young enough, you can do the child's pose. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with yoga and doing child's pose, if you kneel down on the floor and then bring your head down all the way down to the floor and you can have your arms back at your side or um, whichever is more comfortable. But to actually get yourself down on the ground. Or you can do grounding where you actually walk barefoot, you know. Uh-huh. You know. Whether wherever you are, that you, know, you can do that, or just sitting on the floor with your feet touching one another. You know, uh, so you bring your feet, you know, around you and and you know, bring your feet together. Something that I did, I did the other day. Honestly, I, I, <laughs> I have to admit, on Monday it was so chaotic. <laughs> I got I got to yes. talk about this in a minute too. So I, I I go, okay, Joan, use your tools. So I'm using the brain buttons that we <laughs> in Don Hawk Yoga. They talk about brain buttons. And those are like mm-hmm. mm, about three inches down from the clavicle from your from your um uh, uh I can't even think of it. <laughs> what term for it, I don't know. But the top rib down and then, you know, about two inches away from the breastbone. And if you rub them and if you turn hundred and eighty degrees one way and then hundred and eighty degrees the other way, it's supposed to reset your circuit. So I'm doing that. And then the way to help ground you is to tap your fingers because all the meridian points that you know, begin and end on your fingers, that helps to, like, ground you, too. And I'm tapping my fingers, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another thing you can do to help ground, you can use hematite. You know, if you're into stones, you know, uh-huh. stones or whatever, you can obviously use hematite, and I've used a lot of that And when I used to do a lot of sessions with the donor. But the other thing you can do is just sitting down and put your right hand on your left knee and your left hand on your right knee so you're crossing your arms, you know, and that kind of resets circuits too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and as I was doing this on Monday, I mean, I, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt it and I had to check in with a couple of my other closer friends. Yep. <laughs> what is going on? I have yeah. to say that no, Monday, I definitely felt it. Did you feel it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So yes. I have to say that Monday was <laughs> was one of the most challenging ascension symptoms days I've had yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it was more emotional and um, spiritual than it was physical because I've had the physical days where oh my God the pain you know or this or that, uh, but this one was so bizarre and just all of a sudden weeping. I'm like, okay, I'm crying, you know, and what I'm, and I bring this up too because I encourage you, if this happens, to feel the emotion. Don't stay in it, but, you know, if you go in past 90 seconds, it sets up a loop in the brain. But if you just allow yourself to feel it for a minute, you know, and don't, and I got to tell you, I'm like, okay, all right, I feel like crying, like cry. So I started to cry, and within, I can't, probably 20 seconds I stopped and, you know, and then it passed. So I'm like, okay, feel the emotion. Just go into the emotion and feel it. And then I felt this like I've never felt before. Usually I'm really in tune with nature and I can feel the frequency of everything out there. I'm like talking to the birds. I'm like, you know, I'm in touch with the trees or whatever else. And I'm like, what the heck? And I can't tune in. I can't tune in. What is this about? Yeah. Did you have a similar experience? Well, 
Actually, I've been in a position where, well, emotionally this week has been something. In fact, I I had tears running down my face in yoga, and I talked to the teacher about it. And, and of course, some of us, although that does not happen to me often, and I'm a beginner still, very much so, but, um, you know, it has been an emotional time, and you feel it. Um, it's just this is a time where I think that we're being called to release things and, um, you know, just also at the same time find our focus at the same time, you know, just just what is it. I think I've really been working with, in fact, I'll even tell you something honestly. I went through a period, this was actually last week, where, you know, I was looking at whether I would, need to do some high-tech work, um, you know, and I'm thinking, so then what was it, Monday, I guess it was, or maybe it was yesterday, I, I can't remember which day, I I pulled a whole bunch of cards for guidance, because I trust in that, and they can be amazingly synchronistic, and basically everything said, stay focused, stay focused, stay focused, you know, stay, stay on track. Because sometimes, I will say this, and I know that this is true of others in the spiritual community, um, it can be very tempting not to, and, and actually the, the thing that I was potentially looking at turned out not to be a real opportunity anyway, But and that probably is by design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't mean, I, I've had this discussion lately with this, with others, you know, you need a day job, you know, versus you right, know, your spiritual yeah. work. Well, it doesn't mean that we can't do, and, and I may, you know, incorporate some different things, but the key is um, it, it, how important it is to stay the, on the path sometimes, that it can be, it can be challenging when you choose to, to be outside the box with your work and I said earlier in this week I said I may not have as many shows and yeah here we are we're back again <laughs> and very much led to be here I felt so yes I mean I don't know I don't know if I answered your question but this has been a emotion in every way I think all of our aspects of our lives I'm seeing this with other people too you know relationship wise finance wise work wise you know what you mm-hmm. know all kinds of situations worldwide. I mean, look what's going on in Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I'm in yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Um, and that, look what, and you know, really, that's just a one part of the world. Look what's going on in other parts of the world where some really awful things are occurring in part of this this tumultuous time we're in. So, so to make a long story short, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot, well, a lot going on. Well, let me just go through because I think this is really helpful because I know it is when I when I call my friends and say, are you feeling this, you know, <laughs> and, you know, checking in with this. And I think this is really helpful for people right now that here are some of the things you might be experiencing. And this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show about this energy coming in. And I think this is how our bodies are reacting to it now. And we're talking all about, you know, heart opening. The whole thing, the whole purpose of it is to open the heart. So you might feel some heart palpitations, you know, or heaviness mm-hmm. around the chest or whatever. That might be something you could feel now. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of vivid and really some upsetting dreams, you know. And yeah. Then thinking yeah, back, I have maybe had more I'm clearing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm carrying some fear, you know, through the dreams or whatever, but the dream, yeah. dream time has been really, really intense. Um, yeah. You might feel anxious at times, you know. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, you know, if I went into things a little bit too much, I, I became anxious. I'm like, okay, nope, pull back. No, nope, that's not the place. <laughs> you know, that's not the place to go. Um, headaches or pressure around the neck, the back of the head, the neck. Uh-huh. You know, I, I've experienced that. Like, I'm okay, what is what is this headache? You know, it's weird. Uh-huh. Like, I've never experienced this before, and it just wouldn't go away for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and also, you might feel like your nerves are shot. <laughs> you know, like you're on your last nerve. That you're oversensitive mm-hmm. to things, you know, overstimulated, let's put it that way. And so I really encourage you to take time by yourself and to be quiet. Um, and you might have yeah. a flu-like symptom come up. Like, am I getting the flu? Like, my chest is getting full. What's, what's this about or whatever? But that passes too, you know, because um, the lungs are grease in, in oriental medicine. The lungs represent grease. So maybe you're clearing, as you said, uh, Susan, we're, we're clearing a lot of the old through us, and the physical body is the is most dense energy, and the last thing it cleared out. So we're clearing out a lot of this denseness, and if it's in your lungs, well, maybe you have a lot of grief to clear, you know. Yeah. So there's there's levels and layers to everything. Um, and the other thing um, is exhaustion. <laughs> you know, I've had days where really I'm, I'm going to do something today, you know. Um, yeah. And I talked about the space expanded type of state, you know, like, wow, I can't connect anything, you know, you're just kind of out there, and like, I hope I don't have to drive today, you know, one of those days, you know. Um, and the other one I've had that's come up a little bit here and there is spontaneous laughter. Hmm. I don't know if you've experienced it. But oh, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I can relate to that to some degree, yes. I mean, that's, yeah. you know... You know, and I know, you know, I know, again, just, just playing playing um, devil's advocate a little bit. You know, there are people listening to that, oh, well, you know, that just sounds crazy. You know, and, you know, you used a term, ascension symptoms. There was a point that you said that. And, you know, I really, lately, and there was a show earlier this week where we talked honestly about spiritual transitions, this notion of spiritual emergence, and it can be really very extreme or it can be some some degree and what we're talking about is a more gentler degree of the high extremes but i think that what you are speaking of joan and more and more people um are realizing is very real and including actually people in clinical settings too that there is a very real phenomenon involved with um you know spiritual awareness spiritual emergence um, that can feel like, you know, or can mimic um, this kind of instability, but it's not something, you know, it can be very much addressed in a spiritual way. Um, you know, there are there are ways of understanding this. And I think far too often nowadays, you know, we jump to conclusions of judgment about ourselves or about other people and and yet human life has always been this way you know this actually brings up another issue kind of unrelated to even spiritual emergence is since when is being human and being a regular human being 
you know, do you have to navigate everything perfectly all the time or you got to run in, you know, nowadays if somebody's experiencing, you know, some some downtime or whatever so quickly, so quickly someone will jump to the conclusion, "Oh, you know, you need to you need to get this or that pill or whatever." You know, people aren't even allowed to be human anymore. And when it comes to spiritual experiences, we're only beginning to really understand what how people integrate true emergence or as you use you know you use this ascension symptom term which to some would say uh-huh. what you know what is that what mean? is that so, yeah. Yeah, yeah in fact i'll yeah. throw that one to you now since you use the well, term you know, you know when you think it's, about it and yeah when you think about it susan for those that are in um the counseling fields or you know psychiatry and whatever you know energy medicine it's a release. It's an energetic release. The spontaneous laughter can be an energetic release. Yeah. You know, the weeping uh-huh. is an energetic release. Uh, you yeah. know, the flu-like symptoms, it's an energetic release. I mean, what are we looking at? You know, we know this. Yeah. You know, there is, there's scientific evidence to this. And then um, I was listening to James Cimarron the other day, a video, and he had uh, talked about some research about negative ions, we know the benefit of negative ions, but that's really what is um, changing our consciousness, and there's more um, scientific evidence to this. So how does that affect the body? You know, we're really starting to look at it now because now we accept that, oh, there's something else going on. <laughs> you know, it's not just menopause because a lot of these symptoms can mimic, mimic menopause, you know. Yeah, well, and for the men know, out there, it's not. They know it's not menopause. So. Yeah, I can relate. You know, as I'll raise my hand to say that I I get hot flashes. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so I know what that does, or Perry, or whatever. I mean, I I very well know. Although sometimes it's true, it can it can be hard to understand. And you know, I, I get tired of this, the and a bit frustrated with the snap judgment sometimes. I mean, really, what it truthfully comes down to is how are you navigating, you know, day to day to day and and you know, there are times when when we need assistance. I mean, human beings need assistance mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, and we're all supporting one another. Um but you know, sometimes you do. But um I I think that we need to really come to a more expansive understanding of of what's actually going on with so many of us and and often that understanding eludes the people who need to really start to get it and um it's unfortunate yeah. that that can elude people but um you know there are those who feel following your heart itself you know choosing to to do you know pursue a career that 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 is courageous for example you know that that in itself um they might mm-hmm. question and so mm-hmm. we have to get beyond oh, yeah. a beyond and and I know this is continually in front of everyone who's pursuing a path of the heart is to get beyond the questions of other people for sure um and just focus on your path you know focus 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 and and let it unfold Yes, we'll let it unfold. And um, why don't I just share a couple more ways that people can navigate through this? Yes. Um, 
give you some more tools right now. So uh, a good way to center yourself, what I love to do is if, you stand, if you're standing and just imagine a line of energy going down, you know, through the top of your head, down to your spine and out to your feet. And then imagine another line of energy going through your geometric center, which is um, the Tandien or uh, in, uh, Oriental tradition. It's two inches below the navel and two inches inside. So imagine there's a line of energy coming from in front of you going through that point and exiting out the back. And if, you know, you're, you're listening right now and you can stand up, try it, because I, you know, just for a moment before you even do this, just kind of stand up and sway back and forth and notice how much you can sway. And now with your imagination, imagine that line of energy coming down to your crown top of your head, all the way down your spine and out through your feet. And now imagine another line of energy coming from in front of you, going through that place two inches below your navel and two inches inside, and going out your back. Now imagine a third line coming from your left and your right and meeting in that same point two inches below your navel and two inches inside. So now you have three lines of energy. One that goes uh, perpendicular with the ground, one that goes parallel with the ground one way, and one that goes parallel with the ground the other way. And now I invite you to try to move and see how much you can sway. When you put those lines there, you should be more stable. Yes. And that's a really great way of centering yourself and just feeling really centered and stable in your feet. And it brings your awareness inside, too. You know, when we're, we're like floating out there and we're going chaotically and like, oh, oh, you know, bring the attention back in. And it, and it helps to bring your attention within and it helps to get you centered. Um, yeah. Another great way is, you may not feel in the mood for it, but sing. Anything that's going to balance the left and right hemispheres of the brain, singing does that. You know, that's the easiest way to do it. I can tell you another way to do it. Uh, and the other thing is to hum, because what uh-huh. does humming do? It vibrates the cranial bones. And so it gives you, it, it's good for headaches. You know, we're talking about the pressure in the head or the headache. So if you're experiencing that, just try humming. All right. Um and another way of balancing the left and right hemispheres, which is a really important thing right now, really is, because yeah. that's what we're doing. You're assisting your circuitry in your body to balance the masculine and the feminine within the left and right hemisphere. So what you can do, either seated or standing, is close your eyes and then bring make a just a very light fist with your thumb on top of your index finger. And bring that up in front of your eyes, even though with your eyes closed. Now what you're going to do is to move that thumb in a figure eight pattern in front of your eyes. A lemiscus. A very small pattern, just you know, as far as wide as your face. And with your eyes closed, follow your thumb with your eyes. And that will help to balance the left and right hemisphere. It will also help to uh, 
tone the muscles around your eye. That's very helpful. And again, yeah. And again, for going within, you know, it brings you within, you know, and I'm going to do this. And, you know, and it, it kind of brings you into a calm space, you know, so that you can think more clearly uh-huh. at that point, too. And it's a great thing to do on a daily basis. Yes. Yes. You know, we had a, um, um, a natural meditation teacher on the show recently. Um, um, his name's Dean Slider. And he was here talking about how approachable these things could be. And I swear, um, ever since he's been on this show, Joan, I've had these things just accessible to me all of a sudden, you know, just that weren't necessarily before. And I think sometimes, so often, and the tools that you're providing as well, you know, people tend to think, oh, that's hard. Like I have to go do yoga or I have to, you know, study for years maybe to figure out how to actually meditate and you know sometimes it's really as simple as just watching Mm -hmm. your breathing there was something you talked about the breath Mm -hmm. and i've been using this technique in the last several days very helpful or touching your heart i can't remember if it was you or someone else that maybe the heart math people too multiple people have said you have said something about that as well i think maybe even today i'm losing track but but um you know, just touching your heart, you know, that we just, like you've said, Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. tend to know how powerful this heart is, that it's a very real physical thing. It's not, you know, all these things, the heart is really becoming a focus now of multiple people studying it as to to its importance, and you certainly are one Mm -hmm. such person. Yeah. Well, like St. Exupery said, what is essential is invisible to the eye. Yes. And we can't see the heart, we can feel it pumping. Yes. But what you know, what all, you can't see the electromagnetic field that it's creating. You can feel it, you can sense it, but you can't see it. And yeah. I think the more we get in the habit of, of sensing it, um I was just guided me about a week ago or so um, to do this one meditation. It's a very powerful one. And it's using um, like the microcosmic orbit, using the governing vessel and conception vessel in the body and also the heart's electromagnetic field. You know, and they kind of feed into one another and it's just like, wow. It's very, very, very powerful. Um, So to, to, and and I do this quite often, I'll just sense my field, you know, and just, okay, and I consciously allow it to expand, allow my heart's electromagnetic field to expand. You know, and if you're not sure what it feels like, just ask, uh, you know, a person to come walk very slowly towards you and, you know, we talk about that base or whatever. If you're sensitive at all, you'll start to feel their energy. Yes. And that's what you're starting to feel. Yes, you're feeling the biofield and all of that, but, you know, you're also feeling the heart force and magnetic field. You know, if you concentrate on that, if then you put your focus on it, I want to feel your heart feel, you will. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's to really get this body sense, not only on a physical but a very subtle energetic level that will be really key for helping us yes. to navigate these waters. 
Well, it seems we're coming to the end of another live show, and um, I think you've certainly provided us with a lot of good advice today, Joan, lots of things to think about. This has been a really good show because we've explored, you know, some real, very real things, while at the same time I appreciate how you are providing very real tools to to help people right there, approachable things that people can, can do. Um, and I'm appreciative of that, and I'm just so thankful to have you here again, Joan, and that you're a returning guest and kind of a regular guest now, and I I am very appreciative of that, and I want to give you a chance to once again tell the audience where they can learn more about your work. Yes, I want to first, I want to thank you, Susan, for inviting me again to be on your show. I so enjoy speaking with you. We always have a great time. Thank you. So if if yeah. So if you're interested out there, if you're interested in learning more about the heart, how great the heart is, how powerful it is, and how you can use it to create, you can purchase a copy of my latest book, Hardwired to Heaven. Download your divinity through your heart and create your deepest desires. It's from Finn Press. If you go to my website, hardwiredheaven.com, you can have all the, all the choices are right there on the home page of where you can purchase it, either paperback or uh, as an ebook. Uh, and I also have joanserio.com, and both those websites have some free information. I have created um, some videos of the, there's three meditations in the book, and I created videos of those uh, you can listen to and uh, use that to uh, use those meditations. So if you haven't purchased the book, you can still take part in those meditations. Well, thank you again so much for being here. And um, it's just a joy to have you on the show and as a friend. And just in general, I am just so happy that um, we can all share in your spirit and your wisdom and just so much you have to share with us, Joan. So thank you again so much. Well, thank you, Susan. And hang in there, everybody. We're going for a ride and we're (laughs) all going to make it, you know. We're all going to make it. So yes, it's okay. excellent. And, and talk excellent. to one another. Please talk yes. to one another. Yes, like, yeah. yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I hope you have a good we'll get heading towards evening there. So take care, Joan. Yeah. You too, Susan. Thanks. Okay, real quick to the live audience. We have another show coming up in two days, Friday, October 9th. <laughs> Megan Carnarius is coming back on. We're going to continue continue our very in-depth, wonderful conversation on Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. I tell you, she is an expert, and I will highlight the previous show as well. Um, If you want to learn more about this, she is um, really amazing in this area. So listen Friday, October 9th at um, 1 p.m., I believe. I've got it right. Well, better check. I believe it's 1 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. Eastern. So just go to FrontierBeyondFear.com for information on all of the shows. There's also a way to support the show there, should you be so guided. I welcome your support energetically and otherwise. All the future shows will be out there as well as our wonderful archive. This is Anniversary Month. Yes, 1 p.m. Pacific is the next show on the 9th. Just managed to get that up. Um, 
So I do appreciate the community around this show. We're really getting some wonderful momentum here with these more frequent shows, and I'm appreciative to Blog Talk Radio for how the show is consistently um, being featured on the front page, which I know does require some editorial choice. I'm not sure what all goes in that formula. It's kind of hard to to see the way it bounces around up there, um, going from there, there are only eight shows that end up on the Blog Talk Radio front page in all different categories um, while they're live. And I am appreciative that our message is going out because this show is the intent behind it is very much to reach people of all different backgrounds. This show is not just about, you know, all of us, um, some of us, for many of us who've been studying some of this, although, heck, I'm the last person to say I'm any kind of an expert on some of this, is, is you know, we reinforce what we know, we expand what we know, but we also learn completely new things. Um, we may hear things we've never heard before. I'll never forget the first time I heard certain things that came to me at very pivotal times, a greater understanding of what it means for God to be omnipresent, that it's not contradictory to maybe some some very traditional beliefs. It's very core to some traditional beliefs that if God is omnipresent, then God is also within us. And what does that mean? How do we explore that? What does it mean about love and how expansive? If you believe that God is love, what does it mean? If you're very scientifically oriented and you're starting to look at quantum physics, how do you explain it? When you see statistically impossible, like I have seen so many now that I can document, synchronicities, meaningful coincidences, absolutely impossible statistically and yet real, how do you explain it? We have to come to an understanding. We are called when we're ready to come to an understanding of this expansive multiverse. And we're not just this planet that's so narrow-minded to just focus on where we are. People of all different faiths now are beginning to look at more expansive ways of thinking about the universe, and if you're into quantum physics, the multiverse. I mean, that is becoming more demonstrable, let's just say. And it, you know, what is time? What does it mean? What's linear time? You know, I'm welcoming those of you across time who have been listening to this podcast. Your energy is very present. Energy is real across time, across space. And, you know, one more thing before I go, just to the podcast audience, you know, many people right now, something that didn't come up during today's show, is I'm sure that we can all point to something going on where we can say, that is heartbreaking, or that was heartbreaking, or that's an ongoing heartbreaking situation. What does that mean, really? What does it mean? Multiple people have looked at this as well. When your heart is breaking, it's growing and expanding. So if you feel that you're in that situation, and I know, you know, many of us have been dealing with challenging situations. You know, I mentioned I'm here in Oregon. I mean, very heartbreaking situations going on here. And then personally or, you know, in whatever way that you may be encountering this, 
just realize that now is the time for expansive growth. It isn't always easy when we're in the midst of it. I mean, it hurts. Face it. But if we can only realize that we are here to grow, then it all becomes easier. And then we can look at, you know, what unfolds from this. And then life becomes an adventure. That's what it is. Courageous. What does it mean to be a courageous soul on this planet? It's why we're here, to grow, to explore. It's why we were created. It's why we are aspects of the divine having a human experience. And that actually is the thing I heard many years ago I had never heard before that we are actually aspects of the divine having a human experience, a creative experience, an exploration. We're climbing Everest here, people, and many of us don't even realize that. But that's what we're doing. And it's a pretty cool thing to come down to this planet as we've chosen, incarnate here multiple times, I believe in that. I've seen evidence of that. And learn, grow, and create. Okay. See you next time, everyone, if I can find the music. Um, Take care, everyone. I'm so glad to have you here. FrontierBeyondFear.com, the place to go if you want to learn more about this show. Take care.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.